Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Good morning and welcome to Recruiting for Mamas. I'm Jennifer Powers Johnson. I have a son, Jackson Light. He plays uh, D1 football. Well, he will be playing D1 football. He currently plays for Corner Canyon High School in Salt Lake City, Utah. And uh, today's episode is being recorded on September 15th, 2020, the longest year on the history of all record years. Ugh, COVID, ugh, pandemic. Anyway, uh, today I thought it might be a good idea to go over some specific items and we'll just kind of go through them. And I know that if you've been listening to my podcast before, some of these items we've touched on before, but I feel like right now there's very specific actions that everyone should be taking um, in order to get themselves ready to move on. And so we're going to kind of go through some of those things. And we're also going to talk about some additional items that I don't know that I mentioned before, but now we'll have the opportunity to talk about. So let's recap first um, Junior Day. So um, on September 1st, and this has apparently been the same date forever, um, the class that hasn't that starting their junior year officially can be reached out to by division one coaches so on this last september 1st 15 days ago at midnight coaches could reach out directly to the junior class that's playing in theory their junior year this year and Um, What I found overwhelmingly is that there were a lot of parents of seniors who didn't understand that this was the junior class that was going to be reaching, being reached out to. And so they were suddenly like, what is going on? Like all these coaches are reaching out to all these juniors and I have a senior and my senior's not getting reached out to in that way. And so what was what's really important to just keep in mind is that is the first day they've ever been able to contact juniors. And so they really, all the coaches, definitely in Power 5 conferences or Group of 5 conferences, really take that day and they plan for that day well in advance. And then midnight comes or, you know, first thing in the morning comes and they're reaching out to that class, they're sending them edits, there's a lot of offers that go out on that day. Um, And so that day from a Twitter perspective can feel really, really overwhelming. Because all of a sudden, all these kids who you may not have been aware of, um, are suddenly getting all these all this love from other from other, from universities all over, and it's a real shift from an emphasis on at this point. Prior to that, it was the twenty twenty one class, twenty twenty one class, and then the second September uh, first hit, you suddenly had a lot of emphasis on the twenty twenty two class. So, 
um, just be aware that that is why that is going on because um, legally from an NC2A perspective, that is the first day that they could reach out and they could start forming that relationship with um, the class of 2022. Now, the interesting thing about that is is that normally you may have been able to foster those relationships in other ways. Normally, a university may have had a camp in the summer and had a lot of these kids show up on camp during the summer and maybe had had a chance to get coached by them or perhaps there had been unofficial visits. But because of the COVID and the pandemic, everything has been shut down. No one really is going anywhere in an official or an unofficial capacity for the most part right now. Although there has been some unofficial visits happening and uh, we'll talk about those a little bit later in the episode. Um, But that's what's going on. So if you're a senior or a mom or a dad of a senior, don't panic. It just means instead of just fishing for seniors, they're now fishing for juniors and seniors. And it doesn't mean that there isn't an opportunity for your child to get a scholarship. It just means that they're starting the process on the 2022 class as well. So I just wanted to recap that junior day because I know a lot of people had um, a, a massive bit of overwhelming feelings about that. Like, oh no, is it too late? Uh, the second thing is, is kids have very, very specific and different experiences of, of junior day. Some kids get overwhelmed and there's a million different things that get sent to them. Other kids have one or two things get sent to them. And then there's other kids as well who maybe haven't played varsity until this year and this is the start of their of their junior year and no one reached out to them and they start to feel like oh no like it's too late I'm not gonna get seen and that's just simply not true um if you're just beginning to play varsity for the first time now there is no way those coaches would have the opportunity to have seen your film or met you before so it just means your process is starting right now versus having your process start earlier. And don't worry, there's still going to be lots of opportunity for you. There's still going to be a lot of um, scholarships that uh, need to be given out. And so, you know, whatever your experience was, if you're a parent of a junior, don't panic. Like every, and I know you're going to hear this from a million people during this whole process, that everyone's process is different, but I just can't tell you from this side of the fence, how totally true that is. And I'm just asking you all to have a lot of faith and then do all the things you need to do in the meantime. Um, okay, so that's a recap of junior day. Now let's talk about the 2021 class. Offers for the 2021 class are still going out. And those offers are still going out based on a couple of different things. Number one, attrition. Number two, so when I say attrition, that means if uh, a university um, is is not playing right now, think Big Ten, or sorry, is it Big Ten or Big 12? And Pac-12, Pac-12 for sure, isn't playing right now, then a lot of kids within that system, uh, if they are juniors or seniors, may be saying to themselves, A, I don't know if we're ever going to get a season to play. I don't have a lot of faith in that, right? Or B, ugh, like this season isn't going off right now like it should have. 
So I don't, I don't want to give myself the possibility that um, I may get injured in my junior or senior season if I have plans to go to the NFL. And so what we're seeing right now is that people are leaving their teams and and declaring right now, I'm not going to play this season. I'm going to declare for the draft. My plan is to go into the draft. So you see attrition happening from teams um, based on I'm going to the NFL draft. There are additional attritions happening through I looked at the landscape and I don't think there's going to be an opportunity for me going forward. So I'm either A, going to go in the transfer portal or B, I'm just going to announce my retirement from football. So spots are opening up based on that attrition model as well. And then uh, also you have to look, so everyone can go on 27 uh, for 24-7 sports and you can look up any team on 24-7 sports and you can see the number of commits that they already have committed, right? Now, certain universities have 20 scholarships to give out or 25 scholarships to give out. Here in Utah, because of the strong LDS presence, uh, the universities here don't have 25 scholarships to give out. They have eight to 11, 8 to 12 scholarships to give out. Because what they did is they give, gave out scholarships prior to kids going on their mission, and then pandemic shut the world down, and the missionaries came home, or some kids are deciding, hey, there's not a, a lot for me to do on a mission right now because the world was closed down. I'm not going on a mission. So they don't have as many scholarship offers. But any other university outside of the state of Utah, you can go ahead and look and see how many commits they have. And based on that, you can kind of get an idea of how many additional commits they can take. So in Utah right now, they don't have a lot of commits, and so they're still handing out offers, right? Um, other universities don't necessarily, aren't, you know, complete with their 2021 class, so they're still sending out offers. Um, so don't panic if you're in the 2021 class and you haven't got an offer yet. That doesn't mean you're not going to get an offer. That just means that they are trying to manage the load that they have in their current system and they need to look and see very carefully with the scholarships that they have left available what they need and who they need to pick up. So just be aware of that with the 2020 one class. Now, what I'm starting to see as well on the 2021 class is they're starting to send out preferred walk-on offers. So just this morning, this awesome kid that Jackson trains with in the office season announced that he had gotten a preferred walk-on to Utah State. Um, I think in years past, that kid probably would have just been given a regular offer. Unfortunately, because of um, missionaries return and pandemic and playing and not playing, um, that that offer is now a preferred walk-on. So you're going to start to see more preferred walk-ons go out, especially in the state of Utah for in-state schools. And then here's an interesting thing. So recently, Corner Canyon played on ESPN against Bingham. So Bingham and Quarter Canyon played on ESPN. And that game was broadcast on uh, August 28th. And uh, it's interesting because roughly a half a million people around the U.S. saw that game. 
But what you had is you had coaches who were either A, in a conference that weren't playing, or B, uh, had coaches on their staffs that were watching that. And so a lot of kids started picking up offers out of the, off that ESPN game because there's nothing better than having great camera angles and good coverage. And uh, the commentators on that did a really good job of doing their homework and understood the talent level of the kids that were playing. And so you saw a lot of offers get picked up after that game on ESPN. Um, our quarterback, Jackson Dart, picked up a couple of offers that he's gone ahead and, com- and uh, commented on on Twitter. But they also he also picked up some silent offers. And uh, at the time, I wasn't even aware that there was such a thing as a silent offer. And what a silent offer is, is a university wants to offer you, but they have a kid that plays your exact same position. And they're worried that that kid will leave if they find out that you as a university are offering more than one person in that position. So you got to think of it like dating. Uh, They have a girl they're engaged to, right? But they continue to go on dates on the side. And um, Jackson Dart actually picked up some silent offers. And kind of the rules around silent offers are that they don't want you putting it out on Twitter and they don't want you commenting it on it unless you're planning on uh, committing to that university. And so I would just caution you on silent offers. Some you may think, oh, I've been wanting to date this program. I wanted to date this girl for a long time. This is awesome. I'm going to take this silent offer and I'm going to go ahead and commit and we can announce it to the world. In another sense, I would say, uh, Jackson Dart's been around on the scene for years. People knew he was talented for years. And so those universities that are offering silently, what they're trying to do is hedge their bets. And so he may end up choosing one of them or not choosing one of them. But I think that there's a lot to say when a university isn't willing to to sing it from the rooftops that they um, made you an offer. So just a cautionary tale on that. And I'm not going to go into who the universities were that made silent offers. That's not important. Um, what is important is that you need to, if you are ever presented in a situation where you have a silent offer, you need to figure out, is this offer and this relationship look the way I want it to in order for me to accept it and move forward with that program? Okay, so we recap Junior Day. We talked about the 2021 class and how there's still offers going out there. If you are starting to see a university put out preferred walk-on offers, that tells you something. That tells you that they are very, very tight on the football football scholarship offers. They may still be able to give get you a um a an academic scholarship. But if they're starting to put out preferred walk-on offers, it means they may not be able to pull the trigger trigger on a football scholarship. So when you see that university that you may have had your eye on start to give out preferred walk-ons, you may start to think, okay, they may or may not have a spot left for me. So I need to start making decisions based on whether or not um, they're going to be able to give me a full ride offer. Okay. Um, let's see. The next thing I wanted to go over is just this morning, uh, um, I think his name is Sean Dollars. 
think it's Sean Dollars. Maybe it's Andrew Dollars. Uh, the Dollars Kid. Um, and I apologize if the Dollars Kid <laughs> is listening to this. He's a 2022 tight end. He's from Oklahoma. And this morning he committed to the Ducks. And he's a 2022. So this is a very, very early commitment to the 2022 uh, time frame. And I, I think Jackson last year committed very, very early. And he committed on October 19th. Um, so this is a full month ahead of when Jackson committed. Um, and so what that tells me is, A, you have kids that were overwhelmed with their scholarship offers and their relationship management after junior day happened. And B, kids are really worried if they're in an area that, that is playing football, every single game is being played as if we could shut down at any minute. So... Um, with that in mind, a lot of the 2022 kids, I believe, are looking at their offers and going, hey, if football got shut down tomorrow and the only offers I had were the offers that I have right now, who is the who are the people that I would want to commit to? And I think you're going to see a lot of 2022 kids commit early because at this point, there's just too much uncertainty uh, at all levels of football and what's going to happen in the future. So don't be surprised if you start to see 2022 twos commit and you as a 2022 if you are have a kid that's a 2022 may want to start coming up with a timeline and a criteria by which you would commit uh, in these uncertain times okay from there I want to talk about eligibility in the NC2A so about a month ago the NC2A came out with a waiver for the 2021 class. And the waiver basically said, if you are graduating in the 2021 class, then we are giving you a waiver on a, on a core credit of one and a half. So if you normally, what you would have to have is 16 core credits. If you didn't have your 16 core credits completed at the beginning of the, of this year, of this, uh, a sports season, say September 1, instead of worrying about whether or not you were going to be able to get that other, uh, those core classes completed, they gave you uh, some wiggle room. 2021 got some wiggle room and the wiggle room is a core credit and a half. So 1.5 core credits. So right now Jackson's only finishing English. He has one more English uh, core credit to do um, in order to graduate high school. So these are all very different things. Let's just talk through this for just a second. Step one, in order to move on and go to college, you have to graduate from high school. High school graduation has very, very specific requirements, and you have to click all those boxes to to graduate from high school. Boom. Then number two is NC2A eligibility. They have a different set of requirements that generally match your high school, but may be completely different, right? So the core requirements that are needed for you to have NC2A, a, there's NC2A, yeah, NC2A eligibility. Sorry, guys, it's early. Um, 
are different. They require 16 core classes and they require at your high school for them to be very specific classes. So in order to have eligibility, you normally need 16 core classes. This year and this year only at this point, the 2021 class can get eligibility with 14.5 core courses, 14.5 core courses. So what I need you to do today is log on to the eligibility center and look and see, A, do they have my transcripts? B, have they made an eligibility determination on me? And C, am I eligible? Did I get the waiver? So there's two ways to be eligible. Number one, you completed all 16 core classes. Number two, you got you completed enough classes that you qualified for the NC2A waiver, okay? So again, we're logging on to the NC2A, we're looking at our eligibility, we're making sure they have a copy of our latest transcripts from our high school, and we're looking to see whether or not they gave us clearance on our eligibility. Now, clearance on our eligibility is important if we want to play. Without the NC2A clearing you, you, you can't play at the next level. So step one, graduate from high school and do what I need to do in order to graduate from high school. While I'm graduating from high school, log on to NC2A, make sure I either A, have clearance or B, have a waiver and make sure they have a copy of my transcripts. Now, while those two things are going on, if you are planning to graduate early and be in the January timeframe, by now, you already have to have applied to the university that you wish to attend. So there's three things going on here. I'm graduating high school. I'm working the NC2A and their eligibility website in order to make sure I've handled everything. And then I'm applying for college where I want to go. Okay. Now, all three of those things have different requirements. You need to make sure you're ticking off the boxes on every single one of those. Now, a lot of the college requirements have said, we are not going to require you to take an ACT or a SAT in order to get into our college. At this point, I have not seen the NC2A give a waiver on ACT or SAT. So even if you're applying for a college that doesn't require it, you're still gonna need to take that test. So please reach out if those things don't make sense, but that's what we should be doing right now. So the main reason why I'm talking about this is the NC2A did put out a waiver for the 2021 class that says you no longer have to have all 16 core classes done. We will give you eligibility if you've, you've sent over your ACT scores and you have at least 14.5 of your core courses done. And the reason why they did that is because nationally, from a state-to-state -state basis, everyone's handling education very differently than what they were before. Some are in online, some are in online um, in-person hybrid, some are completely in-person, and there's literally no uniformity around the nation for that, and that's why they did that. Okay. So that covers NC2A eligibility, and that also covers 
We need to apply to the university we're planning on going to, okay? So you're just going to go to the website of wherever you're looking to apply, especially if you're one of the early commits and you're going to go through the process of applying to the university. Now, a couple of different things to be aware of. Every single college has a person on their staff that shepherds those applications through the process. So make sure you are in contact with the person that shepherds that person, that your application through the process. Okay. And number two on that, you want to make sure that you've got um, ever that your transcripts look exactly like you think your transcripts should look. So check your transcripts for errors that you may have a difference of opinion about. And then third, if you are going on a Division I scholarship, that covers fees when applying to that university. So if it's a $60 fee to apply or a $99 fee or whatever, keep those receipts because once your child has signed um, with the early signing date, and has been accepted into that university, they will reimburse you the application fee for um, applying to their university. Okay, so that's what we're talking about relative to the university application. All right, now let's talk really quickly about what's going on with the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Um, at this point, the Big Ten, based on public pressure and lawsuits, and I mean, that story doesn't stop. It just keeps going. That poor little conference, like they did not have their act together when they made their announcement. It appears as if the chancellors and presidents of those universities are planning on moving forward and voting to go ahead and have a fall slash winter season. Depending on which source you listen to, that could begin either in on October 17th or as late as, say, mid-November uh, Thanksgiving timeframe. The Pac-12 has already said, come out and said, we're not going back until the mid-November um, Thanksgiving timeframe. And for them, um, there's a couple of different things. There's states that are located in areas where the health officials have not deemed necessarily what's okay and not okay relative to practicing. Number two, I think you have coaches from all the universities that are not willing to put the health and safety of their kids at risk, not from the COVID necessarily, but from the game of football. If you are not properly acclimated, if you have not properly trained, you can't just throw kids into um, a game and expect everyone to come out without injuries because it's important to get back to the right technique. It's important to get back to, and let's be honest, football is a violent sport. So I don't see the Pac-12 joining on that bandwagon to come back early. I see the, the Pac-12 sticking to the possible timeline of around the Thanksgiving. And that'll have a lot to do with how the other conference ends up um, voting. If you are planning to go to university at either of those places, what's nice is if you do graduate early, you will be able to be on campus and you will be able to be part of that atmosphere, but you won't be playing. So Jackson uh, will probably finish up his season about a week before Thanksgiving, knock on wood, if everything goes um, the way it normally goes. Um 
and he would plan on being on campus on January 4th, which is when classes start. Um, and if the Pac-12 sticks to his, its schedule, he could very well be there during a season. Um, he would be able to practice the team with the team. He'd be able to go to team meetings, but he would not be playing uh, in those games. And there's so much valuable knowledge for him to pick up at that point. We just see this as um, awesome. So you may want to look at the places in which your child is planning to go to school and kind of gear whether or not you want to change your idea about early committing or, or a regular committing um, based on their ability to be around the team and learn and, and be part of a season even if they aren't playing. All right, let's see. I have covered pretty much everything I thought I needed to cover on this particular episode. A couple of different things I just have outstanding. Number one, incredibly, incredibly important to make sure that you are reaching out to the coaches who have offered you and having continued conversation. Um, I've talked to several parents since I started this podcast whose kids were offered and then they never heard from the coaches again. And that tells me there's a massive problem and that they may not actually be holding that scholarship for you anymore. So if you, it has been a while since you have heard from the coaches that have offered you, it's time to reach out to them and say, hey, do I still have a scholarship offer? Are you still planning on me in your scholarship count? Because... Um, you, that scholarship, if you haven't heard from them in the last few weeks, may not be there. It's important to always be having open communication. So make sure you're communicating with the coaches that you want to play for. And then number two, and I've been seeing this pretty good, is that film. Every Sunday morning, what are we doing? We're taking our highlights from the film of the following week, and we're putting out a highlight film. And I've been seeing some of the high, uh, higher recruits put those out, and I just encourage you to make sure you're doing the same. And then also, our Corner Canyon uh, social media guy, his name's Rob Gertzen, he runs the Twitter uh, for Corner Canyon, and he does some really awesome things for the kids that are playing for Corner Canyon. And if you have somebody who manages the Twitter uh, account for your school, I sound like an old person when I say the Twitter, uh, <laughs> um, for your school, I would encourage you to follow Corner Canyon uh, football and look at the primetime performer edits, look at uh, the way... Um, Rob Gertzen promotes our program because I tell you, our kids um, are getting offers and some of our kids have never played. Uh, we have one kid on our team right now who's an O-lineman. He's never played O-line varsity up until this year and he's putting together film and he's getting hype and he's already received three division two offers and division two offers are still offers and they still have scholarship money attached to them and I can't tell you how there's at least one two three up to five players every year who had gone to a junior college or gone to a division two college and played out there and then end up getting picked up by one of the power five conferences and find their way into the NFL so please do not um 
snuff those division, those lower division colleges that are reaching out because they still have scholarship money and you can still move on and play the game you love. And I think, I think it's very important if that's your dream, you take whatever opportunities come your way. Make sure you're having those conversations. All right, that is our episode for this week. Um, I'll be back when something uh, feels like there's something left to be said. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. Hope you guys have a great week and hope you're all playing on Friday nights and let's go get that football. Okay. Bye.